This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. Hip, hip, hooray, let's give a cheer. It's 9 a.m., the signal's clear. Our favorite host is in the chair. The Truman Show is on the air. It's The Truman Show with Truman Jones. A look at the politics, news, sports, and people that are shaping Rutherford County. The Truman Show is on the air. The Truman Show is on the air. Now from Adams Place on Memorial Boulevard, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS. Here's Truman Jones. In Rutherford County. Uh, first of all, I am so glad. Uh, I got Bill Kennedy on with me this morning, and I'm so glad that Brian Barrett is back because everything is working perfect this morning. I mean, it's just absolutely uh, spectacular what he's done with us. And I, I got my old buddy, uh, Bill Kennedy, and you were one of the first school resource officers. And uh, uh, of course, you came on to be over the school resource officers and you did just a superb job and uh, I was thinking that this morning uh, I ate with uh, uh, James Hamlin Pat Hamlin was on was there with us today and Joe and and uh, Terry Hodge and of course Terry was over the, the school board for, mm-hmm. for a long time yeah. and uh, he remembered you uh, being in Oakland but what I was uh, mostly uh, looking at was the principal at Oakland School called me one morning, and uh, this is after you'd been there for a little while, and do you remember the fight that broke out in the hallway <laughs> with, uh, and every kid at Oakland was standing out there watching it inside the building. Do you remember that? Oh, I do remember it, yeah. Now, uh, I, I, I may uh, uh, build it up <laughs> to what it really wasn't, but I don't think so. Tell me what happened when those two kids got into a fight there in the hallway. And, and I think they were both athletes. They were, and they were both basketball players. And they were tall. They were about six foot five and probably around 220 pounds. And they were just grappling and just going at it. Uh, and, of course, any kind of fight in a high school would draw quite a bit of attention. So you, yeah. you had anywhere between 50 to 100 kids that were just surrounding it. And... Uh, and it was one of the first fights at Oakland High School, and I had to waylay my way to the fight to try to separate them and make sure that they were safe. But by the time I got there, I, you know, I had to put hands on them and yeah. because they would not break up. And, of course, uh, I was able to control the situation uh, without getting myself hurt or them hurt and and was which able was to, easy for you well back then it was a lot easier back then but uh you're a big guy <laughs> uh, yeah. and that's the reason i put you over there well you know and, and the lord blessed me with that too true because that was it, it was and is the best job i ever had in my life i yeah. love that job i love the people i loved the camaraderie the kids uh there, there doesn't there's not a day that goes by that i don't go somewhere in rutherford county that someone don't recognize me and Say, hey, that's Officer Kennedy, and uh, you know it, it was just such a blessing to be able to 
be in that position. And I, and I do. I do appreciate that every day. But you were one of these guys that just walking down the hall, you drew attention because you're a big guy, but but you're a very bright guy, and you could understand how to deal with those kids back then. And I, I remember the, the principal, when he called me, he said, Truman, he said, uh, basically told me it was getting to the point that it wasn't fun anymore trying to keep the, the kids uh, in order. And uh, after you had that little incident, he said, you know, I was going to retire this year, but I, I'm thinking about maybe spending a couple more years sitting in there in that chair and just enjoying life. Yeah, and if you can remember back in the early 90s when you, when we first started that program, we were literally having riots in the cafeterias, and, and it, it was really bad. Yeah. And when you developed that program and you put us in the, in the schools, it made all the difference in the world. And, you know, you go all the way back to 1993, when, 1993 when we started the program to today, and I guarantee you that the the schools are so blessed to to have those officers in those schools, yeah. you know, teaching and counseling and doing everything they can to you know not only protect the students but you know kind of guide them and put them on the right path. You know, I went to MTSU to become a teacher and a coach, and you kind of stole stole me away from that that uh, direction by putting me, you know, a, a, you know, gave me a chance to become a police officer. And that's, you know, that was 30 years ago. And, uh, and it's hard to believe it's been that long. It's been 30 years. I'm about to retire. So it's, yeah. you know, it, so, you know, you literally stole me away from being a coach and a teacher and put me in that, put me on that path on, in the uh, school resource officer program. And uh, that was such a blessing. I don't think you would want to be a teacher in today's world. It'd be tough. I don't. I don't know if I could go back and do it again. Um, that may be the te the toughest job on the planet right now, especially yeah. with COVID and everything that's going on, um, you know, in society today. Yeah. Uh, those poor teachers, <laughs> they have a rough time. They have a hard time. And the, I think the hardest time for teachers. I know we have a great uh, uh, school superintendents here yep, but the, it, it's hard for them to give you your full their full support because uh, the things have changed so much and yeah. the teachers poor poor things their hands are tied and mm -hmm. they and they can't do the things that they used to be able to do to keep everything in order and uh, when we first started the school resource officer program you remember there was five in mm -hmm. uh, the five schools and we were looking at the high school and uh, middle school at that time and it, it they were the ones that were uh, having the most problem I know I, I had one of the uh, people from the uh, the superintendent's office that came and talked to me this is the reason we got it started and wanted us to do one of these little simple programs that they put in and Dare, they, right. yeah <laughs> and, and and it it's one of those things where uh they they could uh get some uh finance support and i told them no i i, t I said we've got to do something with the high schools and middle schools because we were all already getting uh, uh information that that things were going wrong in there and when we were having to deal with a lot of those kids when they were away from school and we could see what was happening so uh, you remember buddy royston mm -hmm. he uh, 
was nice enough to do a lot of lead work for me and the principal started uh, buying into the program because they wanted to see things mm -hmm. change back to the way they were. So dealing with five schools, we could do it very easily because we had people wanting to be school resource officers and, and we tried to fit each officer with the particular school and uh, knew that they would be successful in those schools. And, uh, but now, I mean, we've got school resources, all, officers all over the place, and it's more difficult to place those officers in the school where they're really needed. And I know you were starting to see it after you left the sheriff's office. Oh, yeah. I think they're up there. When I left, there was 45 school resource officers, and I'm sure they're somewhere around 50 or 55 now. We have yeah. two in every high school, one in every middle school, one in, yeah. in every elementary school. And, of course, you know, after Sandy Hook, you, you, you had to put one in every school in the county. And, yeah. and, you know, your foresight just kind of back then, they didn't even, if you can remember, we had county commissioners that didn't even want us to carry guns. Yeah. And, you know, your leadership really made a difference because just like um, that school official that came into your office and, she, what she said, you threw her out. Yeah. I didn't throw her out of my <laughs> No, I'm just using her words. Yeah. And, and, but, you know, you, you, you held to your guns, and that's the difference in leadership. You said, no, you know, this is the way it's going to be because this is the model. And you went down to Sarasota, Florida, and brought back the model, and, and it was the model for the entire state of Tennessee. Everybody, yeah. including Metro, I can remember the old governor or the the, the old mayor that became governor, yeah, Bredesen. Uh, Bredesen, you know, he even bragged on you and said, "Man, that's the way to do it," and that's the way the and they didn't and they didn't do it the way it was supposed to be done. They didn't, but they are now. They yeah. cha they changed their philosophy, yeah, because they you know they were just to go in and knock heads and arrest kids, and that's not the way to do it. You, you got to break down those barriers, and uh, but you can't do it properly. You're giving me too much credit. The credit goes with the officers like you, and uh, I think Bill West is going to retire he this already, year. Yeah, he already did. He's he gone. already retired. Yeah. Bless his heart. Greg King's gone. He's, yeah. he's he's retired. Yeah. Yeah. It it was a it was a special group. <laughs> it was a special group. Yeah. Barry Benham, who played with me at MTSU, he he was one of the, he was at Riverdale, and I was at Oakland. Where is Barry now? He's in Georgia. Georgia. Yeah. And, oh, bless uh, his heart. Yeah, his his son's uh, playing ball somewhere now, and uh, yeah, and um, Eddie Farmer went to uh, Walter Hill. He was he was at Walter Hill. And, yeah, and uh, we had Jeff Griswold was at Eagleville. Yeah, and um, um, Dan Goodwin he was at Laverne, and then eventually Brad Harrison came on and went to Laverne. We've had a lot of characters. If Brad's, you remember, Brad's still there. Brad's the captain over yeah. over the division now. Yeah. And uh, if you can remember old Dick Peach. You know, oh, yeah. yeah. He we, called me the other day. Did he? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I can remember uh, having an opportunity to, to hire him. You know, he and he was a little older than most officers at the time. And I just said, man, this is going to be the perfect SRO. And he was. Yeah. And uh, Kids loved him. Kids loved him. But just like you said, it was, it's all about finding the best talent. Yeah. You know, because you just can't throw any kind of ordinary person or any ordinary cop into that situation you got to love being around kids and you know you got to have a heart for young people so how about Bubba Howell Bubba Howell yeah that you know he, he was against it when we first started he said they're just going to be kindergarten cops well, and it, then he decided I, I would kind of like to see how it really is and uh, 
he was perfect for uh, them over there at Rockvale because uh, he he said, I have become a rock star. They love me. <laughs> That's right. They'll run and grab him. And, yep. and uh, uh, it, it's amazing how that sticks with you because we wanted to, for people to know what uh, law enforcement officers were really alike. Yeah. And, and, and they, they grew so fond of the uh, uh, SROs that I think it stayed with them their whole lives. I think it will. Well, it's so funny. Well, Bubba, you know, he, he was he's such a was a hard ankle. You know, he was just a hard guy. And, yeah. And then, you know, big, strong man, too. And, you know, uh, the, becoming a, he actually took a demotion. He was a sergeant on patrol. Yeah. And he took that job, and I was like, "What are you doing? You know, you're a sergeant. You know, everybody aspires for leadership." Yeah. And not, no, he said, "No, this is what I want to do." And I can remember, at, you know, at his passing, there must have been a, a thousand kids at, you know, oh, gosh, at, yes. at his at his funeral, and uh, they just loved that man, just loved him. And he loved them. They, I, they did. I, I, uh, uh, like you say, he he was kind of hardcore. He was hardcore. <laughs> and, and then all of a sudden, he would walk he, in that school and he would melt. Yeah, he's a, he was a big teddy bear. That's yeah. right. <laughs> but you know, you remember one of the biggest things we got out of it is not just keeping the school safe, but the kids would tell the SROs mm -hmm. things that nobody nobody else would would ever oh, hear from. We solved a lot of crimes with the. There was a murder over there on Bradable Pike, and it was uh, two Laotians and uh, an African American, two African American children, and they actually came to school um, the next day, and uh, we had gotten information that they may have had some of the jewelry that was taken in that burglary, mm -hmm. and we were able to solve that crime because of the kids at the school letting us know, hey. These are the people, you know, they got the jewelry. You know, these are the people who killed, you know, yeah. those people on Bradable Pike. Well, there was a murder in Eagleville that we were able to solve because yeah. of the kids. Um, you know, there was um, uh, uh, some uh, some gang members out of Memphis that were on Oakland's campus at one time. And, you know, I was on the football field helping them coach, and they came running to me and said, hey, we got some uh, gang members up on up up in the main block, and I was able to go up there and identify them, and they were murderers out of out of Memphis. Yeah. So you know, we were able to solve some, some pretty unique crimes um, through through intelligence. Do you ever miss it? Because I think you were the perfect leader for the school resource officers because you had a passion for it, mm. and you kept looking for better ways to do things, and uh, you know. No matter how good you are, things change. Uh, p yeah. People try to take advantage of the systems and everything like that. And you had the SROs on their toes all the time. And if they had come up with a particular problem, you guys would solve it uh, behind the scenes. And um, I, I, I know that the Sheriff's Department misses you a lot because of what you were able to do for that particular program. And and to be perfectly honest with you, you, you kept the schools safer than they had, like they would have been in the late 40s and early <laughs> 50s when, when things were, uh, you never worried about those things. Well, you know, we, we, we went with what, you, what your mission was, Truman, and you know, we always said we're gonna be like the Andy Griffin of Mayberry in that school. We're gonna be the sheriff of that school. And uh, th that was, you know, that was the way we approached it, is that we were their little sheriff, and uh, that was our little town, and we're going to protect it. Mm -hmm. And that's the way we did. And you're right. 
if there was a problem, we solved it. And uh, we would find programs all throughout the nation. At, at one time, I know that we had over 52 different different programs in our schools. Mm -hmm. and, that, and that was, you know, the, the brilliance of the SRO program is because that SRO at that particular school would identify their problem. Yeah. And we would find a way to solve that problem. And that SRO would find a program, whether it was Pride or, you know, we, we started a program called the Sheriff's Athletic Fellowship and Enrichment Program, SAFE. Mm -hmm. You know, and we, we, you know, we started a wrestling program and we started, we started uh, archery, um, trap shooting, uh, anything that would identify a problem, we, we, we would try to solve it. And then you would take care of the some, the students that weren't near as gifted as yeah, other students. That's right. And then you you started having the rodeo, <laughs> the rodeo over there, right. o, over at the new place that that's right. uh, they that had was, built. And was, it was amazing. Yeah. That place would absolutely be packed. Yeah. And you you had no problems. I I have I've seen them. Bless their hearts, they've turned loose all these young kids over at MTSU a few times, and it's bedlam. Mm -hmm. But you, what you guys, when y'all would set up uh, over there at, at the uh, where they'd have bull riding and everything else, the kids were just fascinated with it, and uh, the, the special needs kids That's right. just absolutely loved it. And, and it was basically a, a big program for them. Well, you know, that just goes back to um, what we were talking about you know what is your talent and that was greg king greg king used to ride yeah. bulls and ride horses you know and he was a big rodeo guy and he, yeah. and he came to us and said what do you think about this and i said well i think that was brilliant let's mm -hmm. let's figure out how to do that and he just put that program together and bill west uh helped him you know get that going and man that was just a just a unique situation for us and for those kids and those kids loved it we would have a special day just for those special needs kids from all over the county, yeah. you know, one day just for them, nobody else, and that was that was exciting. You know, every uh, school it has its own uh, fiefdom you, mm -hmm. or fiefdom or however, <laughs> uh, whichever one is saying it. But uh, uh, that was maybe the, the toughest part of it was getting all the principals online That's right. with the same program. <laughs> we set up the program. We we had books on it and how everything was supposed to be working under that system, and we would still have problems yeah. a little bit. So then we would meet with the principals, and uh, uh, everything would be back on track again. And it, it was, you know, it was hard for people to change. It oh, really yeah. was. Oh, yeah. I remember uh, some of the county commissioners, they didn't want the school resource mm -hmm. because nobody even ever heard of that's it. right and why we want to spend that much money putting officers in the school but yet the the teachers and the, the principals really knew that it had become a problem that in in the future it was going to get out of hand oh yeah and of course this was 1993 and um um columbine was 1999. yeah and so way before way you know to have the foresight to know that we needed something to protect the kids you know that was that was pretty uh, amazing that you had the vision to think you know hey where is it where is our schools going towards and you know even today all over the united states you know that uh, um, schools are filled with police officers are who are caring about kids yeah that, that model 
um, that was initiated was the right way to go. Well, you know, even though we went down to Florida, one of the worst things that's happened in the school since then is down in Florida where the school resource officer didn't have a clue oh, yeah. on how to deal with the problem. That's and he right. became one of the, I don't know if they ever brought charges on him or not. They did. But, they, but they were thinking about it. His name was Scott Peterson. I, I yeah, actually, yeah. I actually uh, know the gentleman. He, he was... Um, he was at a lot of our training mm -hmm. and uh, a really nice guy. But when, see, and that's another problem that you have is that, you know, you just can't have that nice guy. You got to have a trained professional law enforcement officer yeah. who can respond to an emergency. And we trained, oh my gosh, we trained and trained and trained and trained for that scenario, for that situation. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when it, when it came time for him to respond and protect those kids, he did not do it. Yeah. And he did. He, he got charged with it. Um, I don't know uh, whether it ever uh, panned out or not, but he did get indicted. And, uh, but, you, you know, you got to, and, and everybody says, well, you wait for SWAT. No, and after Columbine, everything changed. Yeah. You go direct to threat, and you go straight to the shooter. If you're by yourself or if you have another officer, you go sh straight to the threat, and you confront the threat. That's why we're there. Yeah. You know? um, and uh, for him to sit outside and wait for the city officers to go in is, you know, there's just cowardice, you know, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, you could see it. I mean, they had cameras on him. Oh, and yeah. He was more hiding than, than he was anything else. That's right, you know. And, and that's a sad thing. And, and, and that's why you uh, one of the reasons, of course, you, you uh, actually – uh, got the program in the, the perfect concept. You really did. And, and uh, uh, one of the things is you have to honor the school resource officers and you have to pay them accordingly. And unfortunately, mm. that's not the way it is right oh. now. And if you want to recruit the best, you've got to give them all the the, the pat on the backs and... and, and uh, even up their uh, pay grade, and I, I'm I'm so sad to see that not happening right now because um, it's it's harder and harder to get uh, the school resources resource officers hired and in the proper schools that they need to be in. Yeah, and and again, I just go back to your to your leadership, Truman, is because you know you you wanted the best talent. Our salary at that time was at the exact same level as a detective yeah. that you wanted and you know you wanted somebody that had some or most some college uh, you know so that you can go in and teach but also you know uh, you know when i was on the swat team from 1992 to 1998 and that really set us up for the ability to say you know we're not only those teachers and coaches and friends to the kids but Tactically, we're going to be efficient. We trained and trained and trained for that, those scenarios. And you pay them accordingly. Yeah. You, know, you pay them for their talent. And you're right, I, you know, from my understanding, is that the, um, that's lacking. And so you get what you pay for, to be quite honest with you. Yeah. And I think sometimes the, the leadership, they don't really understand that particular uh, need that they have. And... and you know, it protects our, our greatest asset, and that's our kids. That's right. <laughs> you know. it, it, and it's amazing how much having those officers in the schools gives them a better idea of what life is really like yep. 
and uh, get away from, you know, not everything that's taught in our schools is a positive thing, as you well know. And, and that's an unfortunate thing because uh, we don't see the patriotism in our young people like we used to. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, my, my uh, younger brother, Russ, that was uh, killed over at MTSU by a horse in, in the equestrian program, um, every night the, 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 when TV actually went off mm -hmm. later at night, and uh, they would play uh, high flight, and uh, and uh, then they would do the the, the uh, pledge of allegiance to the Star Spangled Banner, mm -hmm. and uh, he would just absolutely salute, mm -hmm. standing in front of the TV, and he would salute. And we all had that special pro uh, if whoever got to to lift the have the uh, the flag mm -hmm. uh, lifted up in, in the morning. Um, they they were so proud to be able to be part of that. And, and and right now, I've never seen so many negative things coming out of our school systems yeah. all across the country, especially at the universities. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's where a lot of it is beginning. Well, you know, that, that's a learned behavior. Yeah. Your brother learned that somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, that's not just, that's not being taught anymore. Yeah. And, um, you know, kids today and, and like, you know, in my current position as a patrol officer, um, I respond to young people who are just going crazy because their phones are being taken away from and them. And you're in Wilson County. I'm at, yeah, I'm at Lebanon, Lebanon, yeah. Lebanon Police Department. Yeah. And I would respond to these kids who are just going nuts because their parents take their phones away. And I, you know, I just truly believe that, uh, you know, there's just too much time in front of that screen and too much stuff and that's on those screens that they're not, you know, the, the, you know, what are they being taught? You know, just like your little, your brother was being taught salute the flag. Yeah. What are they being taught in front of that screen? Of course, they're going to YouTube and they're going to Facebook and TikTok and what have you. And I, you know, I think really parents today really need to get those kids out and out and out of in front of those screens. And again, you know, just like you said, they need to be taught a different, a different form of patriotism. Yeah. Do you ever go by the schools over in Wilson County where they have uh, school resource officers there? And, and, and um, what is the difference than what you had as to what they have over there? Well, it's interesting. Uh, you know, we'll, we have several of the county schools uh, that are inside the city of Lebanon, and so uh -huh. we would respond to them for different issues yeah. um, to help and to, you know, back up those school resource officers. And they they got great officers down Good. there as well. Um, they modeled their program after us in Rutherford County um, with some exceptions as far as, you know, how they deal with comp time and how they deal with overtime and stuff like that. But the philosophy, you know, goes back to when you started the program in 1993. Is, and, that, and that model is not only throughout Tennessee, but it's throughout the nation. And yeah, I, you actually taught uh, uh, other states how to run their programs, and which I think is amazing. I mean, you guys won all kinds of awards from, from right here in Rutherford County. Rutherford County was getting uh, all, all the accolades across mm -hmm. the United States but in uh, but unfortunately not everybody fell into that program well that's right and you know then and the those who decided to, 
to take that program in a different direction paid the price because they just they, they, that model was perfect and uh, you know Bill West and uh, Kerry Nelson and, and uh, those guys they would travel all over the United States as well um, just you know teaching that that mission that you know that philosophy and uh, and that was some of the greatest opportunities I've had um, being able to all go all over the nation and uh, you know share that philosophy and the what was it Nazaro was that Na the, that's the name of the, the, right. the group and you had presidents of Nazaro Bill, Bill West was a president yeah for yeah. a pretty good while yeah he was and, and, it, and it's amazing and it just our little bitty town here <laughs> that's right what was was the image that every uh, others uh, state wanted to That's follow, right. which was amazing. Yeah. And I throw a lot of it right there for you because the good thing about being sheriff is you put the right people in the right job and it's going to be successful. Oh, I and agree you with that. obviously were you were the right person. Well, and I and not only with the school resource officer, but you know, sheriff, you put a you know, trimming, you put the right people all you know. The different divisions and uh you you ran an extremely successful organization and you know kept us out of a lot of lawsuits and kept us out of a lot of trouble that you know our current situation is in right today so you know a lot of credit needs to go to you Truman. no 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 <laughs> if you're smart enough you know where the credit goes and and that's with the, the individual supervisors that you have and the officers that that follow that because it, it, it makes a big difference because it's, it's easy to see when something is successful mm -hmm. and when it's not. Mm -hmm. and, but it, it requires a, a lot of time and a lot of effort. And you did a lot of research on all the things that were involved. And you knew the principles that were involved with our school resource officer program. And you built up a great relationship with them. And, and that's something that... Um, wasn't always easy. No, that was really hard. If you can remember Mr. Rakes at Smyrna. I loved him. Bud <laughs> Rakes. Bud Rakes. I, st I still think the world of him. And you talk about a tough tough tomato. <laughs> that was his school. Yeah, it was his school. And, yeah. You know, he was there for, I think, 45 or 50 years. He was there a long time. In fact, yeah. I saw him about a month and a half ago. And bless his heart, his, his sweet wife has passed mm -hmm. away. But one of his uh, schoolmates, uh, a lady... Uh, they're good buddies now, and I saw them together over there, and it just tickled me to death to see him and see how he's doing well. And yeah, he's yeah. something special. You know, he didn't buy into the program for a while, and then he eventually. But we understood it. Yeah, that's right, and yeah. and and eventually, when he he decided to take an officer, that that was a that was you know we had to balance that <laughs> those issues with Mr. Rakes, but you know after a while he figured it out he's like okay yeah this is this is something that will help me and help my school yeah. rather than you know i think i think at first the principals were like no someone's coming in to take control of my school and that, yeah. that wasn't it you know we had no business that wasn't our that wasn't our situation our our situation is we're here to help you you know protect your students and be an asset to you and once they figured that out that we were there for them and not against them then everything worked out fine you know we uh, all right I got a, a message here to take a break I wanted to go to uh, something about the training inside the schools with the teachers and everything okay so we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back with Bill Kennedy from NHC's Adams Place 
home of premier senior living on Memorial Boulevard. It's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5 and 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. MTSU's College of Liberal Arts and the Sin Federal Credit Union present MTSU Arts, your ticket to hundreds of visual and performing arts events each year. During our 2020-2021 season, you can enjoy events virtually from the comfort of your own living room. Join the MTSU Arts Patron Society and enjoy member-only benefits. Visit mtsu.edu slash mtsuarts to learn more and join today. Adams Place is a premier senior living facility in Murfreesboro, offering independent living, assisted living, memory care, health care center, and on-site rehabilitation. Call us at Adams Place and arrange a tour today. Enjoy gentle joint exercise in the indoor pool, our soda shop, and many planned activities and trips for every taste. Adams Place is at 1927 Memorial Boulevard. President Donald Trump has nominated another strong conservative to the Supreme Court. Amy Coney Barrett shares our conservative Tennessee values, and she respects our Constitution and the rule of law. Bill Haggerty supports Amy Coney Barrett's nomination, and he's running for Senate to help President Trump confirm more constitutionalist judges. Here's Bill Haggerty. The liberal mob is attacking the values that make America great. They want to take away our religious liberties, take away our Second Amendment rights, and encourage taxpayer-funded abortion up until the moment of birth. The mob knows they can't pass their radical agenda in Congress, so they want to hijack the courts to do their dirty work. Together, we can stop them. As your senator, I'll stand with President Trump to confirm constitutionalist Supreme Court justices like Amy Coney Barrett, Brett Kavanaugh, and Neil Gorsuch. I'm Bill Haggerty, candidate for United States Senate, and I approve this message. Paid for by Team Haggerty. You gonna eat the other half of that sandwich? It's all yours. Nice. Chips too? Sure. Cool. What's up with that Powerball ticket? I didn't win. Can I have it? Why? To enter the Powerball first millionaire of the year drawing. I could win a free trip to New York City or New Year's Eve hometown party package. Then no, you can't have it. Fine. Well, I'm keeping the sandwich. Visit TNVIPRewards.com to enter the Powerball first millionaire of the year drawing from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. One, two, it's coming for you. Three, four, you could win much more. Five, six, on a scratch ticket. Seven, eight, it's not too late. The new haunted Jumbo Bucks Instant Game. With a top prize of $75,000, it's a terrifyingly great way to celebrate Halloween. Only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Just remember to play responsibly. Nine, ten, time to play again. Now, an update from the WGNSRadio.com News Center. I'm Ron Jordan. The Murfreesboro City School Board convened at 6 o'clock Tuesday night to honor the legacy of Murfreesboro City School Superintendent Dr. Linda Arms Gilbert. She died of a stroke back in May. Her family appreciated the honor as her husband, Steve, told News Radio WGNS. It validates for myself and the family uh, her lifelong work. The Tennessee Organization of School Superintendents Executive Director Dr. Dale Lynch presented the family with a prestigious George Kipp Real Award for Leadership in Education. The award is the organization's highest honor and is given to individuals who have played an important role in education in Tennessee. 
Gilbert was named Tennessee Superintendent of the Year in 2019. More than 1,000 new jobs coming to Laverne. A new Amazon sorting center will bring nearly 1,100 full and part-time positions. They'll all pay at least $15 an hour. Laverne Mayor Jason Cole said yesterday the city's business-friendly policies and low taxes continue to attract global leaders to the city. Early voting for the November elections getting underway in Tennessee. Early voting will last through Thursday, October 29th. Tennessee elections officials say they believe early voting will exceed in-person voting on Election Day. Election Day is Tuesday, November 3rd. And the Tennessee Department of Environment and Conservation and its partners celebrating Tennessee's inaugural Zero Waste Day, October 27th, to raise awareness about waste in Tennessee and educate citizens on actions they can take to reduce it. Leading up to Zero Waste Day, the department will provide daily zero waste tips on social media. The tips will be useful, cost-effective ideas that can easily be implemented by all Tennesseans. News on demand 24-7 at WGNS Radio. I'm Ron Jordan reporting. News updates around the clock, when it breaks, and on demand at WGNSRadio.com. We are News Radio WGNS. Start your day with the Wake Up Crew with John Dinkins, Brian Barrett, and Dalton Barrett. They're big. They're, They're big, Andy. Andy. Yeah. Oh, we said it at the same time. Oh, my gosh. We're finishing our own sentences now. Start your day. We have definitely been working too long together. News, traffic, weather, and fun. Well, that was good help for Dalton's age group and for right. your age group. Right. You know, she mentioned AARP and younger people. The Wake Up Crew. <laughs> I hate you. Weekday mornings, 6 to 7.50 on News Radio WGNS. At Bud's Tire Pros, they care about those who live and work here because you're a big part of what makes this place great. This is Kay Mitchell at Bud's Tire. Come by and see us at Bud's Tire, 3600 East Main Street, or call 896-TIRE. They will be here through the good times and the uncertain times. For those who are out on the road, stop in today to see their full lineup of Michelin tires. For whatever you drive, Michelin has a tire to fit any need. Bud's Tire Pros, they're essential, they're open, they're local. Visit them online at BudsTireProsTN.com. From NHC's Adams Place, home of premier senior living on Memorial Boulevard. It's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS. FM 100.5 and 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. And welcome back with Bill Kennedy again, of course. And uh, Bill, you've always been one of my uh, favorite uh, uh, Sheriff's Department people. (laughs) And... uh, you became great friends with a lot of leaders in the education community. Oh, yeah. Tell me about some of these and what you guys would do <laughs> off-season, you might say. Well, it, it, some of the things that, uh, especially I, I was a really young officer at the time. I was yeah. 22 when I went into the schools. And it was Mr. Swafford and Mr. Blair and Mr. Nolan. and Legends. Uh, legends, yeah. yeah. And um, Mr. Modrell. And they were. He was, he was my freshman football coach. He, he would tell me about it. Yeah. yeah, he would tell me. He, we said that uh, y'all had a, a um, play called the Monster or something like that, where all eight of you, you know, eight of you could get on the line and just rush the quarterback. Yeah. But they, you know, that was the best time. And, you know, they, you know, I'm originally from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, from the city. So. And, and now you're a Southern boy. Now, yeah, 30 years later. I'm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, um, you know, I came down here to play for MTSU and stayed. And so I love it here. I love Tennessee. I love Murfreesboro. And um, but they would take me fishing 
with them every year they would go on a fishing trip into arkansas um and just to sit there and listen to their stories and they would talk about all the different things that would happen over over their careers yeah and uh it was so much fun just sitting there listening to all that i really enjoyed all that miss miss a lot of them did you think they were telling stories or was <laughs> it really true about what happened back in the old days because yeah. we, you know we weren't much different than the kids today right. we just grew up with a uh, different type of uh, uh education you yeah, might say that's right and it's it so funny because like uh mr module would tease mr swafford saying mr swafford you, you you sold me for a for a bus he's, you know because they when they switched from central high school to riverdale and oakland mm -hmm. you know they you know they had to pick which school people were going to and mr module would always tease mr swafford said yeah you sold me for a bus <laughs> because uh, you know that they, they got a bus at riverdale and um mr module went to oakland <laughs> and, and and you remember that the the teachers they wanted to stay with their own little group so mm -hmm. uh, you would see one group going to oakland and another group going to riverdale yeah. and i think that's one of the things that that, that caused the competition in between the two schools. Oh my gosh, that that game back then mm -hmm. was unbelievable. You know, those those were the two biggest high schools in Rutherford County, and at the time, uh, they you know, the only ones in Murfreesboro, and uh, that and there was always a fight. You know, <laughs> you know every year, and so we had to always have ec extra officers at that game, and you know the the. The competition and the uh, it was amazing back then. You know, we got deep roots here in Rutherford County, and you've been here uh, over 30 yep. years now. Yeah, 1987 I came here. Yeah, and, and uh, you're starting to, to develop that, but you've been around all these other people that have even deeper roots. Oh, a lot of them go back uh, oh, yeah. two, three hundred years. Oh yeah, the families in, in this co community. But don't you feel like you, that you're just one of them now? Because oh, yes. you, I know your daddy uh, <laughs> was a really great guy. And I, I know you tried to get him to move down no, here. Yeah. And I was hoping he would. Yep. But uh, he had that uh, Pittsburgh steel in him, I reckon. <laughs> I don't that's, know. That's right. You know, you, 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 he just would not come. And, you know, it, you know the, there, when he was about to pass, he, he looked at me and said, Ben, I, I wish I'd have came down there because you yeah. my two boys, he would have had so much fun watching them wrestle and play football and baseball. Yeah. He would he would enjoyed that so much. And, uh, you know, he, he, you know, he, you know, even with my sister, she's still up there. And I'm like, well, you know, you, come down here, come down here with families at and, you know, it, they won't do it. They just they get stuck up there. And, uh, I, you know, I, I guess I was just blessed and fortunate uh, old doc crease you know wasn't he great he you know it was his birthday was sunday oh yeah <laughs> now, now is he still in california i don't know i i, I had heard maybe he had gone back to colorado but um the last i had heard is that uh, he was in california but I, i'm not i'm not sure but uh on facebook he was a strength coach at mtsu that's right vanderbilt before that but a lot of people don't realize or understand what a difference he made at oh, MTSU. Yeah. You talk about a salesman. Yeah. See, I had scholarships to several different universities, and I came down for my uh, recruiting trip to MTSU, and I was like, I walked into the weight room, and it was a phenomenal weight room, and there were 75 guys working out. I mean, just hitting it hard. I used to go work out with them. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. I, I, when I played over there, I can remember you coming over there. 
and you running up up and down the bleachers yeah. while we were outside practicing. But old Doc, he stopped the entire um, lifting session, and he said, this is Bill Kennedy, yeah. and he wants to come to MTSU, and I want you to make him feel welcome. Seventy-five guys came up and shook my hand. They stood I, in a long line, one right after another. Ryan went after the other and said, we want you at MTSU, and I'm – I was sold. You know? <laughs> I was like, man, this is where I'm coming. And back then, you know, of course, uh, Boots Donnelly, you know, we had several championship seasons, that, you know, and I was I was fortunate enough to be on two of them. And uh, that that was the that was the selling point right there. And old yeah. Doc, you know, he what a wonderful man. You know, you know, you know, he started a uh, inner city program in Nashville. Um, uh, yeah. And and mm-hmm. uh, he he was teaching kids so many different ways to succeed mm-hmm. and a lot of them were just completely lost before yep. he got there yeah. and he he made such a big difference and w- this area has had so many great mm-hmm. people yeah. that have that have made differences in so many other lives and it, it yeah. just uh it, it it's amazing what uh, this community has meant to so many people. And that's why so many are moving in. Yeah, and, you know, you, you think back, you know, why, you know, why is your path that, that direction? Why, why did God lead you in that path? And, yeah. and you look back and say, well, you know, that, that's the reason why, you know. And, you yeah. know, why did I end up in Lebanon? Well, you know, I was able to save two people's lives in Lebanon. Yeah. And, uh, you, know, it, you know, perhaps that's the reason why I was there. And you don't ever know why, you know, God opens and closes doors. But, I, you know, I've been so blessed um, you know, I met my wife, Melissa, mm-hmm. and, uh, and she's just been a complete blessing for us. And she, we started our businesses and, um, you know, I'm about to retire as a police officer and I'm going to be the best assistant, uh, preschool teacher in the, in the, in the nation. And, and you, just... You're going to be a new, uh, not SRO, but, <laughs> but, uh, you're going to be a resource officer yeah. for all of, all of these young kids yep. that you guys are taking care of. Yep. And, and she's so brilliant. And, um, she, you know, we started our businesses and she just, we got, we got them going with our daughters and, uh, you know, just life is funny how you end up, you know, what, you know, where you started and where you're finishing. Now, what do you call your, your, uh, uh, each each one of the daycare center I, is that is that the proper term daycare center? Well, it, it's it's preschools. Okay. What, what we do is we we do try to, pre- to prepare them for kindergarten, mm-hmm. and they're they're called group group daycares, and um, we we run them out of our homes. You know what we did was we closed in our, you know, we've gotten uh, three houses, and our daughters live at each house with their children and their family, and then we closed in the garage and. Built a, built a day uh, a preschool in the homes, mm-hmm. and we're running uh, we're running it out of there. It's called Creative Kids Preschool, and one, two, and three, and so, and it's been it, it we've had a lot of success, and uh, and again, it just uh, you know we you got to have a heart for kids, and yeah, you know I think I do have a heart for kids. Now, has the virus affected you at all? We uh, we got scared. <laughs> at the end of March and we closed down for six weeks because we didn't know what we had and we, yeah. didn't, we didn't know how it was transmitted and we didn't know what was happening. And so, you know, out of a abundance of caution, not only for the kids, but their parents and for us, mm-hmm. um, you know, one of our daughters was pregnant at the time. We closed down and we said, well, let's just wait and see what happens. And of course, you know, the CDC has come back and said that the tr- tr- transmission rate at that age level is not as high or not as bad 
And so we opened back up and, you know, we're full in all three of our uh, group, uh, group preschools mm -hmm. and um, everything's going fine, you know, and so we've not had any problems. We, we do all the CDC precautions, take temperatures, clean hands, uh, anybody that has any kind of a um, runny nose or uh, a bad cough or anything like that, they can't come in. They have to sit home for 48 hours and be fever free for 48 hours before they come back. So we take all the precautions and uh, I, I think everything's going fine. Now you, you're building a new house. We are. And uh, you you were nice enough to take me out there <laughs> and uh, it, it, it's, it's out in the country yeah. and Charlie Thomas, who yeah. was one of our uh, uh, great uh, uh, members of our uh, sheriff's department. Uh, everybody loved uh, Charlie, and he sold a lot of his farm out there. Yes. He lost his son. That's right. And uh, he, he uh, you went out, and I think they auctioned them off That's in, right. in sections. Yep. And, and you, you you bought a nice seven or eight acres or yeah. or something like that. That's right. And it, it's just <laughs> absolutely beautiful land. Yeah. And you're building a castle out there. <laughs> now, I, I got to thinking, boy, when I, uh, Jackie and I moved over to uh, Riverbend, all you guys came out and helped us uh, yep. load our furniture in there. And of course, it had yep. uh, high steps and, and <laughs> had to carry all that heavy stuff up the steps. Yep. And uh, it, you guys never missed a trick. And that was one thing that we all did together. That's if right. you were, were going to move, we helped you move. That's right. And uh, it was, um, I think that's one of the ways you build the friendships up. Well, we had so much camaraderie. And, that, and that's the one thing I'm going to miss about law enforcement in, in general is that, uh, you know, you, you truly, your colleagues are truly your brothers and sisters. And, you know, you, you, know, you literally will take a bullet for them. And uh, that's, that's going to be one thing that I am going to miss the most, you know, when I do retire in January is that uh, um, all those all those memories and all those opportunities to, to, to be with my, my friends and my brothers yeah. and sisters. And, and you're right. Uh, um, law enforcement officers have the greatest friendships mm -hmm. of just about anybody else. And, and it's, it's just like being in the military, you might say. Right. You're going to take care of each other's That's backs right. and, and make sure that they, they're safe and they can go home to their families That's at right. night. And it, it, it's, it's a shame that the media has caused such a problem for law enforcement. And, and I really blame them for some of the officers that have gotten murdered since all of this uh, crap happened. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, uh, I, I have no respect for them whatsoever, the media, because of what they've done to our country. Yeah, it, you know, it's, a, it's, a, it's truly a shame what's happening right now. You know, uh, um, these, these officers, you know, these first responders, the only thing they ever wanted to do is help people. The only thing they ever aspired to do is is to be a public servant. Yeah. And they're they're put in harm's way. And you're right. Uh, you know, there's 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 so much going on around the nation right now that uh, you know that rhetoric, all that stuff needs to needs to calm down. It needs to be solved. There's no there's no sense in all the rioting. There's just absolutely no reason for it. So I got a uh, text. From Sandra Cullen. Oh, says Sandra. she's just absolutely <laughs> loving the show this morning. Oh, and Sandra. love listening to your voice. Bless oh, your heart. Man. Well, we love you, Sandra. But uh, I think that we, we still stay together. Now, the ladies uh, like me more than the guys do. <laughs> so uh, when it comes time for my birthday, which is the same day as Rosebud's birthday, yeah, yeah. 
then uh, we, we have a little birthday party for all of us. And, yeah, and that birthday's coming up here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't don't be saying that. Because <laughs> I, I I have a sad sad no, uh, a note to pass on. Uh, little Janie Waddell uh, also passed away uh, last night, and. Uh, uh, God has got a special lady up there, and, and I'm sure she's with Philip right now. Mm -hmm. And uh, th there's something special about Jane. You know, every once in a while you run into really, really special people, mm -hmm. and, and she took so much care of Philip when Philip was sick for a number of years. And uh, it, it was, uh, you could see the love there. In fact, I, I was with Janie about five or six weeks ago. I can't remember the exact date, but. Uh, I, I was over at, at uh, uh, Lauren's house, Lauren Smith, and, and she, she dates my uh, grandson, True. I mean, they just really make a, just a beautiful couple, a yeah. special couple. And, and uh, Janie was there. I, I, that's one of the reasons I wanted to be there, because I, I wanted to see uh, Janie. And uh, she said, Truman, I want to show you something. So she goes running in the, the back of the house and then comes back, and it's a picture of her and Philip on the beach down in Florida, just having the biggest time. And uh, it, 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 it's hard to believe that uh, Janie's not with us anymore. Yeah. And, uh, and she's really going to be missed because yeah. everybody just loved Janie. Mm -hmm. um, so we don't, we don't need to neglect any time with our favorite people. Oh, that's people. right. That's right. It, it, it's amazing that when they're gone, we just miss them so much. Well, you know, going back to what you uh, talking about Sandra and I can remember you know the, some of the best opportunities the best times at the sheriff's department with those those ladies in your front office and Rosebud and Sandra oh, gosh, yeah. oh you know they were just every and Sandra would never forget a birthday never and you know when my 19 years at the sheriff's department every year Sandra gave me a birthday card and I can't say that about anybody <laughs> anybody in my entire life gave me a birthday card every year and that was Sandra <laughs> well you know she was a baton twirler at the University <laughs> of Tennessee uh, you used to bring that up yeah <laughs> and and the thing about her you remember when we were over on uh, West Main Street mm -hmm. uh, and uh, she it was in a law firm across the street yeah and she would have to come over to the jail and, and leave paperwork and things like that and I remember there would be the biggest jam up of cars because everybody was watching Sandra walk, <laughs> a walk across the street uh, into the sheriff's department. Oh, you know, right she now, was one of those special uh, ladies. Oh, yeah. You know, she's blushing right now. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That, you know, and again, just going back to we were family. Yeah. Oh, it, you know, the, that was the greatest thing about your. Know, those years at Rutherford County Sheriff's Office when you were sheriff, and literally we were all family, and uh, we all took care of each other, and that, that that's what I'm going to miss. I'm going to yeah. miss that the most. And our families at home were part of the that's, family at that's the sheriff's right. office. That's right. We would all hang out together. That's right. Yeah. You're going to miss it. You're going to miss uh, – I know you already missed being at the sheriff's office here. Yeah, I do. Which, which uh, you should still be there. <laughs> but uh, going over into Wilson County – do you, do, you, do you see some of the same uh, feelings from one officer to the other over there? I, I, I was talking to Andy DeMint. He called me last night. I guess we talked for 30, 45 minutes late last night. And uh, I, I, I love the conversations because we can 
relate to what was going on at, at the Murfreesboro Police Department mm -hmm. back in the 60s and the 70s and, and, and on up. And when you think about that, uh, it, some of the greatest memories that we have was the relationship, the camaraderie mm -hmm. that we all had That's during right. that time. Well, you, you, you have that at the, you know, on the frontline officers and even up, you know, even to your sergeants, but you, you, you know, Chief Justice, um, Mike Justice at Lebanon, he's a really good chief. He, he gets a lot of stuff for his, for his people. And, uh, but it's a, it's a little different because, um, you know, as sheriff, you, there was only one boss and that was the sheriff. <laughs> Whereas, you know, with the city police department, you have the mayor and the city council and, you know, there's a lot of pe different people to answer to. And so it's a little tougher for them to, to, you know, break, you know, to get as close to us as what you used to do. And, but, uh, he, he's doing a great job in Lebanon. They, you know, they just built a brand new facility up there and that was because of him mm -hmm. and the, uh, the Lebanon police officers want for nothing. You know, I've never seen another, uh, uh, head of a department, that is able to get as much as he's been able to get from the Lebanon City Council and the mayor. He does a really good job down there. What size uh, uh, building did they have for the police department? Oh, there? it's it's not as grand as Murfreesboro's, but it's uh, it's it it fits their need. It's yeah. a it's a brand new building, and um, yeah, that's that's a connected to an old building, mm -hmm. and uh, the design is really nice, and it really fits their need. You know. It has, you know, offices for all the different departments and divisions, and uh, all the detectives have their own office. Um, it's it's pretty stunning. It's it's an over there on um, Sparta Pike. Uh, we used to be on Tennessee Boulevard, but it's on Sparta Pike now. And as you drive by, it's right next to the. Uh, it's actually connected to the um, Fiddler's Grove out there at the um, at mm -hmm. the uh, Wilson County Fairgrounds. Yeah. So it's right next to the fairgrounds. Now, do you ever see Terry Ash over there? I don't. Um, you know, I think he's. He, I think he works in Nashville. Yeah, he does. Yeah, and so I, I, I never do cross paths with him, I, you know, I, or the sheriff down there. I, we don't cross paths either. So I don't even know who sheriff is anymore. Yeah, um, I, I've known them all all the way back in the '60s, but I, I, I've kind of lost uh, touch with any of them. Yeah, they got a really good sheriff's department, and, yeah. and Sheriff Burn, uh, they they do a really good job in Wilson County. Uh, they got a really good department, really good officers. I'm sure Terry's a legend over there, right? <laughs> he is, yeah. Everybody he, knows. He, he was my favorite, uh, I guess, of all of them back in those old days. Uh, yeah. It was interesting because every sheriff's department had a different personality. And you, you had those that... Uh, I, I, I'm not sure that they ever went into the, their offices back in those <laughs> old days, but yeah. it, it was interesting. Yeah. But it's it's a uh, so so your life has changed and yeah you're go, you're going to be a uh, permanent uh, civilian now. Yep, I'm done. I'm done with public service. <laughs> you gonna miss it? Oh, I I am. I'm gonna miss the, the you know dealing with with people and solving problems and uh, helping people. Um, I'm gonna miss that, but at the same time, I'm not gonna miss the politics. <laughs> well, when uh, when you're in there with the young kids at, at at uh, your your uh, preschools, uh, do you ever think back when you're talking to them 
Uh, you take up the personality of, of a school resource officer when you're in there with them because yeah. uh, you've been conditioned for that. <laughs> well, like I said, I got a, I got a heart for them. I, the, the good Lord blessed me with a heart for kids. And so the, the, the most fun is when they come running in the morning, running in in the morning, they want to give you a hug. And then they run over to the bookshelf and grab a book, and they want you to read them a book. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, and you know, you, you know, you you get their day started, and you kind of uh, throughout the day, um, you you have opportunities to teach, and you have opportunities to to you know kind of guide them and direct them, and uh, you know kind of put them on the right path. And yeah. you know, just like a school resource officer at a different level, um, mm -hmm. you know, it, this is at the beginning, you know, rather than sometimes at the end where you're trying to, you know, change ideas and change some of the things that they're conditioned to do you're, at, on the, you're able to help them at the beginning and so yeah. that, that's the way I approach it is that um, you know and, you know and my wife Melissa my daughters Emily and uh, Brooke and Brittany and Abby mm -hmm. they, they all work in, in child care as well and they do an amazing job and uh, now how old are the, are the kids my my oldest daughter's 30, and then Brittany's 26, and um, Abby's 24, and then Emily's 21. So, all girls. Oh yeah, and we, you know, of course, we. She, uh, Melissa has an old, the oldest son, Ash, um, and he's 32, and of course, Michael's 27, and uh, Sean's 24. That doesn't so, seem possible. And yeah. you had that wrestling school, <laughs> yeah, which. Um, turned out to be a fiasco when yeah. you and I went to court I, it, <laughs> it wasn't done properly but anyway uh, it, it was one of the best programs and you had national winners in wrestling well, across the country well let me brag because one of my one of my last kids I got to coach mm -hmm. um, his name was Nick Boykin mm -hmm. I don't know if you, and I played with his daddy at MTSU mm -hmm. And his mama is a, was a teacher uh, in Rutherford County Schools, and I've known her and him for over 30 years. But Nick Boykin just won the Senior Nationals Greco-Roman Championship. Wow. Yes, which is huge. You know, it, probably the, the – uh, and his brother competed to win the freestyle, and, uh, he, you know, he didn't win the championship. But they're still wrestling, and those are some of my last kids that I had an opportunity to, mm -hmm. to, to get involved with. Um, I, I know my grandkids, I got five grand boys mm -hmm. and, you know, once I'm retired, I may jump back in it and, uh, you know, get them going in it. But I'm so proud of old Nick Boykin who just won the seniors national Greco Roman championship. That's unbelievable. Yes. I mean, that was, that's huge. That's the, 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 one of the, you know, like Michael and Sean were national championship champions in high school and state champions, but Nick was a three time high school state champion and went on to to go to the Olympic um, Village for a couple of years, and now he's at Ohio State wrestling for Ohio State. Oh wow! Yes, and so I'm so proud of them. I'm so proud of old Nick. Now wrestling was not a popular sport no, no. before you started that. No. How in the world did you get the parents <laughs> into to, into wrestling? I mean, most of the time you you. Uh, we all knew pro wrestling was uh, yeah. uh, was faked. I mean, yeah. it was it was already pre-programmed on how it was going to be finished. But this is an entirely different sport. Yeah. Well, if you you know, at the beginning of our conversation, you had said that uh, you know sometimes you'd find those kids who uh, didn't fit in, maybe in baseball or basketball or football. Yeah. And those are the kids I wanted. 
because yeah. those are the kids that are going to work the hardest. And in wrestling, it's not so much about how athletic you are, but how hard you want to work. Yeah. And, uh, you know, those guys who work the hardest won the most. And just like with Nick. And, uh, and I can remember there was, a, there was a young man named Ryan Neal. He came in with a, with, a, with a tuba from the music department and sat it down. He says, I want to wrestle. And I said, okay, well, come over here, big boy. And he was the most uncoordinated individual I've ever met. Mm -hmm. But he, he went on to, to, to beat the number two guy in the state. Wow. Yes. And so that's, that's the great thing about wrestling is, you know, you're going to take your lumps. You're going to get beat. But there's always some kid out there you're going to beat. Mm -hmm. And, you're gonna, and that's, what's, that's the great thing about wrestling is uh, your self-esteem gets really built up when you're able to go out there and grapple. Well, I remember one young man that you were just all over him in his face. He started crying, and uh, he just happened to have, have the same bloodline you did. Bless his heart, Sean. I, I, I was sitting there watching him. I was watching the matches that day, and I said, oh, my goodness, bless his heart. Well, it's so funny because I, you know, I invited him this morning to come, and he said, "No way, Dad! I'm not coming on that radio." Because oh. I thought it would be really fun to, to hear that kind of stories. Yeah. You know, I hope I hope you're listening, Sean. <laughs> but but he was four, and I invited you to one of our wrestling tournaments. Yeah. And and all I was doing was yelling moves, and he thought I was yelling at him, and he started crying, and I was like, "No, Sean, it's okay. I'm not yelling at you. I'm just hollering moves at you. You know, like I hitting half nail." or a double leg or something like that and uh <laughs> and that's a story you can continue to beat me over the head with <laughs> well i i i i uh i felt sorry for him to be honest with you bless his heart their daddy uh, i don't think he would have been crying if it if you hadn't been his father right. I, I i don't think he would that's have probably been true because he he wanted to be successful in your eyes no matter what well you know and, and to sean's credit he was a two-time state champ and he went on to win a national championship in high school and then he went on to college and wrestled for newberry uh in south carolina mm -hmm. just an amazing young guy worked so hard to, to achieve what he, you know his goals and and he came to me about i don't know a couple months ago and he said dad I want to get into law enforcement. I said, no, you don't. <laughs> I said, don't do it. He said, yeah, I want to do that. And so we kind of looked around, and uh, he, he applied at the workhouse of all places. And I was like. Wait a minute. You said he wanted to get into law enforcement, and he gets into corrections, penal yeah. work. <laughs> That's right. And so uh, and I, th I think he's filling the waters right now. Yeah. I think that he's. He will make a good law enforcement. He would. Officer. He would. And I told him, I said, son, you know, if you really want to do this, you know, with your heart, you know, he has a heart for, for young people as well because yeah. he helps me coach all the time. I said, you'd make a great SRO as well. And so I think he's just filling the waters, but he got hired on with you know, Bill Cope, uh, hired him on at the workhouse, mm -hmm. and I, I'm so appreciative of that. And, uh, um, you know, he's starting down that path, you know, the same path that I went down. You, 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 uh, you stole me away from uh, education by saying, hey, well, why don't you just come over here and be a detention officer? And then you said, well, why don't you just come over here and go to the academy? Well, why don't you just go out on the road? Why don't you just be a SWAT team member? And you, you got me hooked, line and sinker, and that's, that's how I got caught into law enforcement. <laughs> the best move you ever made. It was a good move. <laughs> yeah. Some things, sometimes things don't always turn out. Yeah, that's right. The way they're supposed to. That's but, right. But, uh, um, 
in, in all reality, you should still be at the SO, but things change. And, as that, we and, know. That, and that's right. I, yeah. I would have loved to have retired from Rutherford County Sheriff's yeah. Office and put my 30 in there, but, you know, things didn't work out for me, um, you know, once you lost that sheriff race. <laughs> You know, after that, it went, you know, but, you know, I was blessed to find uh, Lebanon and, uh, you know, I got my last 10 years in there and, I, you know, I had a great time there. So. Yeah, and, and that was a very uh, fortunate move there. Yeah. It really was. Of course, everybody knew that you would make a, good, a great law enforcement officer no matter what you were doing. And, uh, and that's the funny thing. When I got to Lebanon, I never put in for a promotion. I just said, I've, yeah. I, uh, I'm done with the politics. I'm just going to... Well, there's no politics over there. Well, there's politics everywhere. Sure. <laughs> you know, that's yeah. the, the the being a sheriff is either a positive or a negative. No, uh, the 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 negative part is that you have to run for office, and probably ninety percent of the people don't even know who yeah. you are yeah. and the kind of job that you're that's doing. That's right. But the good thing is that uh, you you have. Uh, you're the only boss there, That's right. mm -hmm. and, and if you try to do the right thing while you're there, uh, more than likely you the department will be even more successful. Uh, yeah. You don't have anybody looking over your shoulder, that's which right. is a good thing. That, that's exactly right, and that's why you had so many successful years. And uh, you know, I can remember going to some of these rallies, these um, like these uh, pancake breakfasts at, yeah. at Kittrell and Las Casas, and. Yeah. And, you know, everybody just loved you and loved the sheriff's department and just loved what we were doing. And so that was, that's another thing that we're going to miss. Is, but I, I miss uh, somebody just tearing me apart like Mo Brown when we go to Brown's <laughs> store. Loved her to death. But, was, but, but she could give me a hard time. Well, you know, it, it, it was, and that's funny because, you know, Jackie, your, your wife, yeah. she, she was the only one that could that could control you. Yeah. Her and Mo Brown were the yeah. only two that can control you because you're, you're always out of control. You'd banter with everybody. But those were the only two I could say, hey, could we get him under control? And Jackie would snap you into shape. Oh, yeah. And then <laughs> all it took was a look. That's right. And I was in trouble. <laughs> uh, they're saying we got to get off the air real quick. So, okay. Thank you, Bill. And, uh, and I really enjoyed it. And I know everybody else out there did, too. Well, I appreciate the, the opportunity to come in and talk. Yeah. And, and you will be successful in, in with the kids. I know that yeah. because you were before. Thank you. All right, guys. We'll see you in the morning at 9. From NHC's Adams Place, home of premier senior living on Memorial Boulevard, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5 and 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming at WGNSradio.com.